0: If you're a movie collector, you need Movies Anywhere. It pulls your favorite purchase movies from participating digital retailers into one central place. So you can finally say goodbye to scattered movie collections and hello to an organized library. With Movies Anywhere, you can watch your favorite movies on any compatible device whenever and wherever you want. Ready to grow and enjoy your digital collection? Visit moviesanywhere.com slash welcome and register for free. Registration with Movies Anywhere required. Open to U.S. residents 13 and over to quarters. the Stand by this starboard battery. One broadside into it if you please, Captain Bush. Pointers on target. Linstocks ready. Aye aye, sir. Ready. Fire. <laughs> Michael Redgrave as C.S. Forrester's indomitable man of the sea, Horatio Hornblower. (laughs) the Bay of Gibraltar. And I stood on the quarterdeck with my telescope trained towards Algeciras for more than an hour. It was a strange situation that major naval bases of Spain and England should be no more than six miles apart. And it was well to keep close watch on Algeciras for at any moment a, a squadron of Spaniards might push out suddenly and pounce on us. But we reached Gibraltar without incident and Captain Pellew left the ship to pay his respect to the port admiral. When he returned. He sent for me in his cabin. As I went below, I wondered nervously what crimes I had committed. Come in. Acting Lieutenant Hornblower, sir. Ah, Mr. Hornblower. Acting Lieutenant, eh? You like that title? Sufficiently well, sir. Better than midshipman, eh? Oh, yes, sir. Still... Not so good as Lieutenant, eh? Uh, no, sir. Well, Mr. Hornblower, then you ought to consider this good news. There will be an examination for lieutenant tomorrow, Captain's Board. What do you think of that, eh? Well, I'm uh, certainly interested, sir. Of course you are. The examination will be held aboard the old prison hulk over there, the Santa Barbara. You are ready to take it, I hope, Mr. Hornblower? Well, I, um... Are you? Uh, Yes, sir. Let's see. You'll hold my order as acting lieutenant for two months now. Is that right? Perfect, sir. If you pass this examination, by then the day after tomorrow, you will be a full lieutenant with no nonsense about it. And you'll have two months seniority. Well, it sounds wonderful, sir, but... uh, But what? Well, nothing, sir. I was... I was just thinking what would happen if I... If I I should fail. You would revert to midshipman naturally. And you'd lose about eight months of seniority. Because it's six months at least before you could try again. Yes, I know that, sir. Well, well, you say you do feel ready for this examination? Well, I, uh, uh oh, yes. Very well, then. A report to the Santa Barbara at 3 p.m. tomorrow with your certificates and journals. Aye, aye, sir. Tell Mr. Bolton you have my permission to go. You may use one of the ship's boats. Thank you, sir. That's all. Oh, and, uh, by the way. Yes, sir? Good luck, Hornblower. I wished that I could be as confident of the examination as I pretended. The truth was, I, I hadn't expected it to come so soon. Well, there was nothing for it then but to get out Noddy's epitome of navigation and Clark's complete handbook of seamanship and try in the next 24 hours to be up on everything in those two thick volumes. And there were other things to be attended to besides. And my friend, midshipman Jack Brace, never let me forget them. Shoes, hmm? Oh, what's that, Brace? I said shoes. Oh, look, trigonometry is difficult enough without your going cryptic on me, Brace, my boy. What do you mean? You'll have to wear your bottle of shoes, remember? Oh, good heavens, that's true. Well, chuck them to me, laddie Buck. I'll go to the gunroom and get them polished. So he took my shoes and I went back to my navigation. It was a long time before Brace came back. Yeah, take this. Hmm? What? What, what's that? My clean shirt. You don't own a clean one. Oh, do you know, it will not Oh, that. thanks very much. <laughs> not at all. What about my shoes? Oh, um, oh, well, don't worry. Oh, Craig Neptune. haven't you got them polished yet? The gunroom supply of shoe blacking is dried to a chip. Oh, no. Well, that's all right. I had two of the men work it soft with lard. Oh, well, then. Unfortunately, the resultant compound stubbornly refuses to take a polish. Well, oh, then he goes. what am I to do, man? I have two men now at work with the gunroom's melting shoe brush. When oh. they're through with that, they'll use a soft cloth. Don't worry, we'll bring your shoes up to a condition of brightness worthy of an examination, Lieutenant. Uh. I was by no means satisfied with what I knew of navigation, but I did have to close that book and start on the handbook of seamanship. Oh, I felt so abysmally ignorant. Jack Brace's interruptions at least served the purpose of taking my mind off my desperate lack of knowledge. Bridges. Well, what are you talking about this time, Brace? Bridges? Give me the Bridges, dear number one uniform. Oh, I'll have them pressed for you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jack. Now, don't mention it, Lady Buck. The words in the complete handbook of seamanship began after a while to dance before my eyes. They seemed completely meaningless to my befuddled brain. Was it was as if from a great distance that some time later I again heard the voice of midshipman Grace. Liquor. Mm. What's that? What's that? What did you say? I said liquor. Your spirit ration from the British Navy. Give it to me quickly. You, you haven't drunk it, have you? No. Well, then trot it out. Look sharp. Why? So that the gunroom attendant will be able to press your breeches. Well, is he going to press them with a tin cup half full of rum? Oh, of course not. The liquor's for the warrant cook. Oh, why should he have my rum ration? Because though? if the gunroom attendant is to press your britches, he has to heat a flat iron in the galley. The oh. Cook went to line to do that without some payment. And, and All, and all right, it right, all right. There's today's spirit ration over there. I was keeping it till later. If you want to be a lieutenant, you have to make sacrifices, Wondler. It went on like that through the afternoon, and most of the night, and all of the next morning. By the end of that time, I was turning rather frantically from Norrie's text to Clark's and back again to Norrie's navigation. The only question in my mind was, which one baffled me more? Finally, the boat was ready to carry me to the Santa Barbara. I'd made myself resplendent with my sword and white breeches and buckled shoes, my bundle of journals under my arm, my certificates of sobriety and good conduct in my pocket, Grace had only one last word of advice. Your hat. I couldn't get the dents out of it. What? Well, take it off as soon as you can and keep it under your arm. Maybe they won't see you come up the ship's side. When I got aboard the Santa Barbara, I was directed aft to a portside cabin. And when I entered that cabin, my heart sank down to those buckled shoes. For there was a whole cabin full of other midshipmen, all of them dressed like myself, all of them ready to take that examination. One of them spoke to me. Welcome to the black hole of Calcutta. Oh, for the love of... How many are there here, anyhow? You're the 40th. 40? How many... How many will they pass, do you think? Five? (laughs) I doubt it. Do you know who's examining us now? Dreadnought Foster, for one. Oh, no. He's a tail-twister of ever. There was one. And Captain Harvey of the dockyard. I don't know him. You wouldn't want to. Who's the third? I don't like to tell you. Well, I don't like to have you tell me then. But you might as well. Come on. Black Charlie Hammond. Oh, Lord. Oh, he's, he's almost a- as bad as Dreadnought Foster, isn't he? Yes. He plowed through here looking as if he'd lost a guinea and found sixpence. Ah. Well, we may as well sit here and wait our turns. But much good it'll do us. We waited. The first man came back from his examination. But He had failed. And informed us that they began by asking him to define a, a rum line. Thirty nine midshipmen had their textbooks open on the instant and reread about rum lines. Candidates departed and candidates returned, most gloomy, some smiling. The afternoon wore on. Twilight came, night came. And finally, my new friend left. And ten minutes later, he was back. He had failed. It was my turn now. I straightened my neckcloth and saw to it that my sword hung correctly at my side. In an agony of nervousness, I, I went into the examining room to stand before the three grim faces across the table. Well, sir, report yourself. We have no time to waste. Hornblower, sir. Horatio Hornblower, m- midshipman. Uh, I mean, acting lieutenant to HMS Intrepid, sir. Your certificate, please. Uh, Yes, sir. yes, yes, they're in order. You're on a close hold on the port tack, Mr. Hornburn. beating up channel with a nor'easterly wind blowing hard, with Dover bearing north two miles. Is that clear? Uh, yes, Ye- yes, sir. Now the wind veers four points and takes you flatter back. So what do you do, sir? What do you do? Well, no, no rum lines. Yeah, what's that? Uh, nothing, sir. What do you do, quickly? Well, um, I, I... By now, you're dismasted. Dismasted with the Dover cliffs under your... Well, leash, sir, you're in serious trouble, Mr. Um, homeland. Well, sir, I think that, um... Did you see four points, sir? Because if it were... It, that's gunfire out there. The cannon! Come on, let's get back to our ships. Uh, Unceremoniously, they rushed out of the cabin, sweeping aside the sentry at the door. I followed them, and with the three captains, I arrived in the waist, just in time to see a rocket soar up into the night sky, burst in a shower of red stars. Quiets! It's the general alarm! Fire ships! Fire! Uh, Officer the watch, call my gig! Huh? You don't expect to find the gig now, do you, Hammond? All our ships in the harbour beat to quarters. Across half a mile of dark water, a yellow light cool. Ships wrapped in flame. A line of fire ships was running before the wind, straight into our crowded anchorage. Let one of those blazing hulls make contact with one of our vessels, and instantly the fire will be transmitted to the dry painted timber, to the tarred cordage, to the inflammable sails. Men in highly combustible ships, filled with explosives, fire is the deadliest and most dreaded peril of the sea. And this was the peril we all faced now. You your sure boat there! You your sure boat! Come alongside! Come alongside, I can Come alongside or I'll fire you to you! there, Make ready to give him a stop. there's a way to bring him, Captain Foster. He's coming. Here, our gentlemen, Until we'll tell this flagger man where to take us. The three captains ran to the mizzen chains and flung themselves down into the boat. I was right at their heels. It was my bounden duty to get back to my ship as soon as possible. But then I knew there was no chance of a junior officer's finding a boat to take him back after the captains reached their ships. If they reached them, well, I could do the same, perhaps. I threw myself in as they pushed off, nearly knocking the breath out of Captain Harvey. I'm so very, sir. I didn't mean oh, oh, to, to, to knock oh, into you, sir. Well, young man, where are you going? Well, I, I should go to the indefatigable, sir. After you're all conveyed to your ships, of course. Mm. Well, Osborn, go, can't you? This is no time to sit there gaping. Pull away. Where to? I'm not in the Navy. I'm a British civilian. Pull for my ship, the Dreadnought. No, no. Look here, Captain Foster. I'm the senior. Pull for the Calypso. And if once, at once, That's the Dreadnought's mural. I'm sorry. Gentlemen. gentlemen, please, please. We must get started. Calypso it is. But pull, oh Lord, pull. I have the tiller. me in a boat in Gibraltar harbour in the middle of a dangerous action. And my companions were a reluctant oarsman and were three captains of the captain's board. Their tempers have not markedly improved. Pull! Oh, pull! My ship's in danger. I suppose you don't think that mine is too, Foster. Look, sirs. Look, there's one of the fire ships now, sir. Where? Just after us, sir. Over there. She's swinging round. She's across Santa Barbara's cable. She's going to ram the Santa Barbara. Heaven help her on board there. Sir, the old Santa Barbara has 2,000 prisoners battened down below decks, hasn't she? That fire ship will be alongside her any minute. Sir, with a man at the wheel of a fire ship, she she could be steered clear. Well, don't you think so? We ought to do it. Put the tiller over, Captain Harvey. Over it is. Now pull. You horseman. He said pull. I I don't want to... What's that you say? If I pull alongside that fire ship... We'll all go up in smoke. Your sword, Hammond. Yeah. Now, you warsmen, you see this sword? Now pull, pull, pull! Yes, sir. Uh, yes. Lay us under her counter. I'll jump for it. Let me go, Captain Foster, sir. I'll handle her. Come with me if you like, homegirl. Thank you, sir. May need two of us. Our boat swung under the stern of the fireship. She was before the wind again now, just gathering way just heading down upon the Santa Barbara. I stood up on the thwart and jumped. My hands gripped something, and with a kick and a struggle, I dragged myself up onto the empty deck. Captain Foster followed. With a brig before the wind, the flames were blown forward. Right aft where we were, the heat was terrifying. I ran forward to the wheel. It was lashed with a loop of line, and as I cast this off and seized the spokes, I... I can feel the rudder below me bite into the water. We're going to collide with the center barbara. Hard over. Hard over it is, sir. Lee over flames coming this way. But hold on to that wheel. I've, I've, I've got her, sir. Hard to lead. But, she's turning, sir. Keep her over. We might kill them. her. We're going to... Us, sir, we're going to pass her. We did it, sir. We did it. Down on your knees. But hold that course. All right. Hold. Starboard appointment. Starboard appointed, sir. We'll lay her ground on the shoulder of the neutral zone. All right, sir. Look, there's the gauntlet on the port I'll keep her clear. But <coughs> Brief, sir. All right. What is it? The ropes must have burned away. The wheels spinning. I I can't steer us. All right. To the tap rail. Come on. The water closed over me and I felt panic as I struggled back to the surface. It was cold. I could see nothing in the darkness with my eyes still dazzled by the roaring flames. Somebody splashed beside me. Oh, Pondra! Oh, yes, say, I, I, They were... They were following us in the boat. Yes, to take us off. I well, hope they... I they get to us. Can, can you swim? No, no, no not, not very well, sir. I can't either. Ahoy! 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 where are they? Ahoy! Close to him, sir. Oh, where are they? Where are they? He fell back with a splutter, almost choking with water. They were both growing weaker. I wondered if he felt the same despair that I felt. And I, I suppose He did for even captains of much seniority are only mortal men after all. How long we struggled side by side in the water until he spoke to me again, I, I don't know. Oh! Hornblower! Oh. Oh. Oh, What's The boat! Where's that? They're there! Huh? there. Oh. Call them! Oh. I can't oh. help! Here Hang on to the size sir. Uh, uh, come on, you men up there. Leave the house. This is a good city. I... Uh, oh, good. Mm-hmm, good. Uh, now, roll out my young friend. hands on my arms, and the water fell away from me like a weight as they lifted me and dragged me over the stern. I fell face downward in the bottom of the boat, gasping for breath. I was conscious only of Captain Foster beside me. Then presently, for the first time, somebody in this boat spoke. I felt a cold shiver pass over my skin. The man was speaking in Spanish. Stand bien. Adelante, todos vamos. Oh, uh I I heard it all in Spanish. So, it must be the crew that steered the fire ship even then mm-hmm. escaped. Yeah. a neutral ground to make for the Spanish borders. Hmm. That's their best chance. It's a dark night. There are two other ships burning themselves out over there, sir. There were three fire ships came in in all, I think. Well, that was my kind, sir. Three. Well, that means that none of them did any damage. Good. But a bold endeavor. Who ever would have credited the dons with making such an attempt? Well, they've learned about fire ships from us, perhaps. Uh, We may have nursed the pinion that impelled the steel, eh? Well, it is possible, sir. Uh, I suppose it is. (laughs) Well, let's lean back, Holmglois. If we're to be prisoners, let's at least try to make ourselves comfortable. Captain Foster was a cool enough customer, quoting poetry and discussing the naval situation while being carried off into captivity. I tried to emulate him, leaning back unconcernedly against the side of the boat. I would not have wanted Dreadnought Foster to realize that I was shivering from something other than the tree wind. I wondered what hardships a prisoner of the Spaniards might have to undergo. And suddenly, there was a voice, an English voice from across the water. Hold ahoy! There's an own boat, sir. Or, or a British guard boat. About time, no, Continue on our manner. Continue on our manner. Hoist! 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 Come on, over the hoi! Put some behind the yacht, the old motor. We kill you if you yell. Uh, we'd best be quiet, one boss. He'll finish us if we're not. Hold, the hoi! Lay on your or I'll fire the oars! Allow fire to deal. Continue on our Stop rowing. Oh, <speaking> right, I'll tell tamam. you! Don't keep the one on the Ramos, Ramos! Ramos! la lucha, lucha! come on, Wait, wait, raise your hand. That's <laughs> better. Uh, sit down there in that boat. Drop your arm. Give me a hand, Captain Foster. Jump in here. Jump, it is. Now, you, Mr. Mitchell Thank you, sir. Are you all right, you two? Why not? I'm all right, sir. Keep your gun trained on those Spaniards, Hammond, until I get into that boat. Then I'll keep a gun on them make them follow. Go ahead, Harvey. All right. I'll call you with the prisoners. Four us. Thank God you're safe, Foster. And you too, of course, Mr. Umblard. Um, no thanks to you, however, I might add Captain Hammond. After your pirate ship cleared the Santa Barbara, a puff of wind took you on so fast, we, we couldn't keep up with you. Most interesting, Captain Hammond. It called for Spaniards to save us from drowning. I thought I could rely on two brother captains. May I ask what you're implying, sir? I make no implications, but others may read implications into a simple statement of fact. I consider that an offensive remark, sir. I congratulate you on your perspicacity, sir. Apparently, I shall have to send a friend to wait on you, sir. He will be welcome i sat amazed listening to two british captains planning to duel with each other on top of everything that had happened they didn't speak to each other again and foster came aft and sat beside me for some time we drifted along in silence and my thoughts went to my interrupted examination for lieutenant i had a wild hope I had, after all, it seemed to me, behaved rather well that night, and Captain Foster was certainly in a position to know it. I had, as I say, a, a wild hope, and finally Foster spoke to me. Hornblower. Aye, aye sir. I shall have much to do before morning. Uh, you, sir, Mr. Hornblower, will carry out my orders. Aye, aye sir. Uh, these prisoners. I want you to find someone who can speak their lingo and have it explained to them that I shall send them back to Cartagena under cartel, free, without exchange. They saved our lives, and that's the least we can do in return. I think that I, I think that's very just, sir. Mm. <laughs> and you, my fire-breathing friend, <laughs> may I offer you my thanks? Mm. Oh, thank you, sir. You did well. Should I live beyond tomorrow, I shall see that the proper authorities are informed of your worthy action. Oh, thank you, sir. And, uh, uh, s- sir. Well, um, my examination for lieutenant, sir. My certificate. Um, That particular examining board will never reassemble, of course. You must wait your opportunity to go before another one. But, sir, I... I, Well, I thought possibly... Well... well, I thought, sir, that in view of all that's happened... Well, you yourself, sir, said that I did all right tonight, sir, and... I mean... Now, looky here, Mr. Hornblower. The examination is a thing entirely separate from the events of this evening. Yes, sir. In the examination, to best of my recollection, you were flatter back. About to lose your spars and with Dover Cliffs under your lee. One more minute, you would have failed. It was the Spanish attack that saved you, isn't that so? I... I suppose it is quite, quite so, sir. Ah. Then be thankful for small mercies. And even more thankful for big ones, Mr. Hornblow. Aye, aye, sir. I... I suppose you're right, sir, of course. Oh. Well, I suppose that when I've acquired the viewpoint of a... Well, a a true Navy man, more completely, but... Well, then, sir, I, I suppose I can fully realize when I look back that, well, on the whole, I was, well, a very fortunate midshipman tonight, sir. The radio hornblower starring Michael Redgrave is based on the novels by C.S. Forrester. Music composed and conducted by Sydney Torch. Produced by Harry Allen Towers.